Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Everybody, welcome to this edition of the Victor Mark Show. Again, I think we named it after me, like we do with the t-shirts and the trinkets, so that when I'm older and I forget who I am, I can just look down and see my name on the shirt and bingo. I think that's my wife's plan. You guys, uh, more than excited today, my guest, longtime friend, Nick Vucic and... uh, We've got to talk about this, brother. You're starting a bank. You guys are starting a bank. I'm a co-founder of a bank. But you got, why? Uh, a, a major bank kicked me out uh, and told me that they hold the right to tell me why they never want to do business with me ever again. Wait, you God's giving you provision. And it wasn't like you had a f- couple of bucks in the bank. You had more than a couple. And what did they, did they freeze your assets? Freeze my credit cards, uh, debit cards, for-profit, personal, no explanation. My credit score went down to 600 from 830 within weeks. And they said, I got 30 days to get the cash out or the cash is this. That sounds like the Gestapo. Then we had a spying drone. And the list goes on. Listen, this, <laughs> this is the future. Now you know why he's on fire at a whole different level. That wasn't 2021. It was 2018, baby. Look. 2018. So you saw the writing on the wall. We saw the writing on the wall. We firsthand. It, one of the best things I believe can happen to the Christian world is persecution. So good. Real persecution. Because then, I, you know, everybody's got a plan to get punched right in the mouth. And when you get punched persecution-wise, then you go, all right, it's on. You find out what you're made out of. So tell us about, can you tell us, can you just tell us a little bit more about this bank? We we want to know because yeah, I sure. think Christians would be interested and conservatives. You have all the time you want. Okay. Um, simply ask your bank today. Give them a call. Say, hey, I just have a, like a question. Um, do you philanthropically support Planned Parenthood? I'm going to tell you there's a 90% chance where there's a community bank or a major bank, they all fund Planned Parenthood. So let's multiply this. 300,000 churches with some cash in the bank, mm-hmm. of which they make profit from God's money, yeah. of which they then fund death camps. Oh. Uh-oh. You're, yeah, your church. Yeah, your Christian school. Yeah, mm. your organization. Just ask them and get ready to move your money. Give us 18 months. Give us four weeks and it'll be public. And it's going to be not a for-profit bank, but a forgiving bank. We're going to give 50% away to Judeo-Christian-aligned nonprofit organizations. Now that is a plan. It wasn't mine. Oh, my gosh. God used the bank that kicked me out to actually say yes to me telling our co-founder, my co-founder, Betsy Gray, when she asked me, Nick, 
please be the co-founder. I'm like, no. And then I said, let me pray for 90 days. And in those 90 days, that's when God used that bank to then kick me out. Well, the enemy used the bank to kick me right, out, right. freak me out, yeah. all that kind of thing. But what the enemy tried to use bad, God turned into good. Let's get that right, right? Right. And God's like, hey, you ready now? Nick, I told you in 08 that you're going to be, which I never told anybody, mm. making the biggest bank of chains of banks in sub-Sahara Africa. Hmm. 10 years ago, he told me, 13 years ago now. Wow. I never told anybody. 10 years later, Betsy Gray says, yeah, I'm starting a bank and, and I know you're my partner. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> um, and then I said, yes. And we have been saying yes ever since. And it's quite exciting to see how for such a time as this, um, even calling the bank pro-life bank mm. doesn't sound like a crazy thing. Mm. Wow. Wow. Listen, we for years you've heard Christian leaders say, we've got to engage the culture. We have to have a bigger footprint in media, in politics, in education, education. business. It's all these pills. Now we're talking about the financial sector. This has really got my attention because I know what it takes to get things done. People don't know this. I haven't even told you. Uh, My bride watched me. We got offered a position recently uh, to take a job that was a very heavy seven-figure position. And the person said, and I've known this person for many, many years, trust him 100%. They just said, Victor, you guys have been running point. I mean, my gosh, you're at an executive level. You're not the one that should be going, doing this, you know, take a break. For goodness sake, you're a grandfather now, right? And we prayed about it. I said, Lord, this may be your way because the position was very, very cush, you know? And I was like, I don't know, but Lord, what do you, and do you know, while we were praying, the Pentagon contacted me and said, we have a suicide rate out of control among active duty members. Will you come start speaking at bases? We knew instantly called my friend and said, thank you. Honored. But God wants me to keep my hand to the plow. Mm -hmm. And we have. And one of the things that Christians, you have to realize, there's a lot of bad example of ministries miss, you know, messing with the money. Somebody today on social media said, you know, don't you let fame and one, you know, get to your head. I'm like, first of all, fame is fleeting. Fans are fickle. It's kind of annoying being recognized. I can't even go cognito anywhere. Right. I tried to put sunglasses on and a hat. <laughs> it's like, it's a burden. People don't understand it's a burden. We, we just got to hang arms on you. <laughs> Could you walk like this? That's all I need. Right? And the watermelon on my belly. We're going to do that. But you know what? I, I, I end up saying, look, I drive a truck and I live on a dirt road, people. Give me a break. But I want Christians who are gifted to funnel money because God's given you a gift, a real entrepreneurial gift to make money. Make as much as you can. Give as much as you can. Check the organizations out first. But I, I'm telling you, support, my brother, and businesses and ministries, get ready to start putting our money in the bank. We're going to. We're raising our hand and saying we're going to support this because we're saving kids' lives. 
That's actually, can I just say this? As the chief generosity officer, I'm coming giving also, seriously, this is not a plug for them. I just want you to know, this actually might be the greatest tool mm. for conversational pieces at the dining table to go and browse through the 1.5 million nonprofit organizations that are in America on Uncommon Giving. Make a family fund, get your friends involved. And this month, we're going to help underwrite the diapers for the half a million babies born into poverty in America whose mothers can't afford $1,000 worth of diapers for a year. Can we do that? Can you do that? Can your school do that? Can your basketball team? Can you do something else? You know, find something and talk about it and do it. I'm doing a 5K run for Widows of Hope, Widows for Hope, okay? The only, the only nonprofit I found after my best friend died, mm. one of my best friends died in a car accident who left his wife yeah. who buried her husband mm. of leukemia mm. four years prior. He left her a child. Laza left her a child. She's got two separate boys from two different husbands who died in the last five years. I can't find a nonprofit like hope for widows I'm, I'm doing the 5k run i'm going on your board i'm going to help you yeah. become financially su sustainable yeah. find what matters to you and get behind it marketplace generosity mm -hmm. talk about you wanting your employees to feel like you care for them set up an account set up an account of generosity and mobilize monthly not just christmas and thanksgiving blah 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 every month get mobilize get active yeah. as much as you can and preach a gospel sometimes use words but victor and, and nick was gonna say use words as much as you can <laughs> you know i'm not gonna get handcuffed they're not gonna find my <laughs> fingerprints anywhere listen i'm telling y'all this will be a great witness to non-believers let's just talk about that you know non-believers are looking at people of faith to say all right don't let me see what you do let me see what you do. People, yeah, people would say, Victor, I get the super spiritual ones. Super Saints. Super Saints. I love that super Saints. The Super Saints are asking me, hey, you're over there in Iraq. You know, uh, are you preaching the gospel? How many are you getting saved? I said, well, gosh, honestly, I've been reduced to living it. <laughs> and trust me, they know I'm a Christian because I'm in Iraq. But when ISIS was shooting at us or trying to drop a mortar, Wait, before I put you in a car, I'm going to tell you that Jesus loves you. You yeah. died on the cross for you and you rose yeah. again. I, I tell you, they <laughs> ask this question, why are you here? Why are you here? And we say, we're here because God loves us and we love you. Blessed be the peacemakers. Right? And look, when you help those in need, widows and orphans in their time of need, when you're protecting children, because Jesus is the one who said, it's better a millstone be tied around a man's neck and dropped into the bottom of the sea. He didn't even say that dude would be dead before you did it. That is a death sentence. That's how serious God is about protecting children. And it is our right and our responsibility to do this. And something the government's going to save us. The government's not. But look, get behind what we're doing. Let God direct your steps on who you're supposed to pray for, support. Oh, 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 oh. Here we go. And if you don't have kids or you have overgrown kids or kids that don't want to talk to you, meet them halfway. Do what you can. You remember the fatherlessness? Yeah. Mm. Can you go and mentor another kid? 
could you take a teenager, a foster kid under your wing? Could you impart wisdom and love and prayer and mentorship outside of your church? Mm. Outside of your bubble? B-U-B-B-L-E? In our Christian bubble, B-U-B-B-L-E, being under biblical beliefs, lacking evidence. Oh. And I think that the 9 to 12-year-old kids are going to put our youth pastors to shame. Yeah. And Mormons are going to make the Christians jealous because the Mormons in Utah just might beat your state to abolish abortion. That's saying something, folks. I'm telling you. Listen, let's get it done. Let's do it. But I asked my guests two questions before we end. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, the first one's based on perception, which isn't really fair because you know us well. But I always ask my guests, what is your perception? In your case, it may be, how do you perceive Eileen and I and what we do? The freaking real deal. And the courage of a couple of kingdom warriors that are totally unafraid. And I think it's because of, as they have edged closer and closer to their calling, it's not like they one day woke up and said, oh, yeah, let's go to Iraq. Let's go. No, they went through traumatic experiences. They've seen the powers and principalities of darkness in their own family trying to divide them as they step closer and closer and closer to the big calling of where they are now. Not that previous chapters of ministry were yeah. less important. Yeah. But kind of where we go, the more you know, the more you want to do, the more you want to say, the more we want to do things like this to scale the following here. I've got 14 million social media fans. Mm. It would be great to go speak to 14 million people about Jesus Christ tomorrow, but it wouldn't be cool if I actually was used by God to encourage 14 million people to go and encourage their 70 people. Mm. Oh, wow. Mm. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm. What? What? Yeah. Force multiplier. Oh, yeah. Wait a second. Could we train 10 million people in the world to preach the gospel to 10 people in a day and actually reach 100 million people with the gospel? Oh, my gosh. Wait a second. Isn't it? Isn't that when Jesus comes back? When every person hears the gospel? Wait, really? Like, how many churches have taught the youth how to share their story and their testimony to preach the gospel to somebody else? Uh, a fraction of a percent? It's... Uh, Second question, brother. First of all, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That was both humbling and inspiring. Last question. Yeah. I, I, I got to ask you the last question. We asked our guest, everybody's going to die. Yes. What happens to you when you die? There are people watching and listening. They actually don't know. I've got many friends who are Muslim. We got people that follow us that are atheists. Not, but death will come for us all. What happens to Nick when he dies, and why do you believe that? Death, physical death. Physical death. There is only one cure for death. Another word for cure is the reversal of the disease. The reversal of the disease of death, if you will, is called the resurrection. And the Jews are waiting for the Messiah to come still. We as evangelical Christians who believe in the Torah and the New Testament believe he's already come about 2,000 years ago. Hmm. And the signs of the times of Revelation are absolutely evident that, wow, this book that's been written many, many years ago is coming to fruition. 
And the reason why I'm not Muslim is because there's no assurity of salvation. Um, Hindu, I'm not Hind Hindi, um, or because um, they're of the one of the thirty-three million or three hundred and thirty million gods that you have to please. Three hundred thirty million. Uh, one of them is the sex god. So if you're actually born disabled, you're incarcerated. Like like you're you're done. You're 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 done. You're ostracized from community. There is nothing for you. And so I have no arms, no legs. And you will never have anything good come from you. And uh, if I was happened to be born with arms and legs and I was poor um, and I had a son and daughter, I would be ex I'd be expected by the sex god mm. to give up my child to appease the sex god so forcing my child into human trafficking and I have the honor of telling my son and you will be her pimp. Just read it. Like, no joke. Like, either you're that religion or you're not. You either believe it in its entirety, not your little cocktail of this and that. The reason why I'm not Buddhist and Shintoism is, well, do good, be good, and good will happen to you. You can be the author and destiny of your own life. BS. You know that. People from all walks of life go through rain, go through hell here on earth. The, the rain falls on the righteous and the unrighteous. You know that you can't do positive thinking. Just be positive. Feel like headbutting them in the face. <laughs> They're using the prosperity gospel today. Just be positive. I got a plane. I got a billion dollars. And if you just give to the church and, and you do this and this and this, then God's going to give you a million dollars. Where in the Bible does it guarantee that everyone's going to have four jet planes, even though they got one? But, Okay. No one said that God's going to make you a multimillionaire, except a human being. So That you need to give to. Do you need to give to, or else yeah. you're not going to get what they've got. Yeah. Look, I like beautiful things. God, you know, no problem. Whatever, whatever, dude. But you got you to gotta understand that it's the principles of following God, pick up your cross, and deny yourself. You can't have both. Yeah. You can't serve God and not deny yourself mm -hmm. and that's not what is being teached in the church yeah. it's come to god and just instead of denying all these things just follow him and he'll bless you with everything you want and keep on praying no he may actually say no to your prayer i still have no arms no legs victor did you notice that is it because of lack of faith, brother? It's because of lack of faith. I didn't give to the church. Yeah. And, and I don't speak in tongues. And I got a pair of shoes in my closet just in case he says yes. But do you think I'm waiting for him? No. What are you waiting for? Are you going to die of cancer? Yes. You might die of cancer. Christians die of cancer. My dad died of cancer. All the time. Come on. Yep. So what happens when I die? The Bible says that if you call upon the name of the Lord, the one Lord, Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who took the sins of the world in his shoulders, he actually, when he died, you know that he didn't stay there physically. He went to hell yep. to yeah. go take the keys. I think you're preaching. And pulling the, the gates of hell. That's the only reason why the gates of hell shall not prevail. Because Jesus went down to storm the He's gates preaching. of hell. He's preaching it was now. done. Come on. No one else did it. Everyone says, I know the way, the truth, and life. Hey, Liz, the formula of how to live a good life and then be good. And then, you know, you come back like a butterfly. Someone said, hey, 
I know why you were born this way. I said, why? Because you were a very bad boy in your previous uh, life. And now you're being punished. For but don't worry. You're now a good kid, aren't you? I was 12 years old. Oh Stranger. You'll come back like a butterfly. I'm like, I don't want to be a freaking butterfly when I come back. <laughs> I don't want to be a butterfly. You know how many butterflies I've squashed in my wheelchair? I don't want to be a butterfly. Are you kidding me? I eat meat apologetically. <laughs> I don't eat butterflies, but I squash them. Listen, I ain't come back like a cow. I ain't come back like anything else. I ain't come back here. Yeah. I'm coming in a new body in the kingdom of God. Okay. Where? where? In heaven, baby. In heaven. Well, I think that God's established. I didn't care where it's going to be. It's going to be where Jesus is going to be. It's where God's going to be. And the Holy Spirit's in me. And I ask Jesus for forgiveness mm. of my sins. No matter how good I am. No matter some people who do good, knowing that they do good, now go to sleep better because they think they're good. But you know there's something missing. Money, drugs, sex, alcohol, pornography, fame, and fortune. Mm. If you put your happiness in temporary things, your happiness will be temporary. You have to wake up. If not now, when? Yeah. Is tomorrow a promise for us? No. So, Victor, if I go to sleep and I don't wake up physically, I will be in heaven reunited with my father meeting uh the miscarriage child of my mom's my sibling i've never met um can't wait meeting my wife's dad for the first time the list goes on but will you be there i have a surety it's not just this thing like test god don't you say oh god of the universe if you're real make yourself aware to me Jesus, if you're Lord, as I open the Bible, Holy Spirit, help me to know you. That's it. Read the Bible, one chapter. Go to John. Open the Bible tonight. John, 21 chapters, 21 days. Read one chapter a day and say, God, if you're real, reveal yourself to me. You know what happens when you actually read this book? It's like no other. Because the Bible says, as you read the word, the gift of faith comes. Faith is believing despite what you know, despite what you see, despite what you feel. And I just want you to know that if there's a disease and I don't take the cure, what happens to me? I die of the disease. Mm. And when I got to know Jesus as my Lord and Savior at 15, he's never let me down. He never will. And he may not make sense to us. He may not be on our watch. I know my wristwatch feels like God's a little slow sometimes, but man, he's not, mm. and he loves you, and he loves you, and he loves you, and he loves you. No matter what you've done, you killed someone, he still loves you. You had an abortion, he still, you rape someone, he still loves you, and there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Come into Christ Jesus and invite the Holy Spirit into your heart, and the Spirit of God that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in you and that's when i will also be in the resurrection i love the simplicity of the surety of salvation and it is what i teach especially the time we spent with our muslim friends because they say how do you know you're going to heaven and i go this is why this is how and why i believe and if some of you have listened to this and it aggravated you earlier that might be conviction that actually just might be conviction of the Holy Spirit saying, hey, you know, this is the way. And it's challenging what you've always believed. But what Nick and I are talking about is Jesus, the person of, there's not a magic prayer. 
it's it's an attitude of your heart and a belief, just that much belief. You call out to the Lord, he will save you. And he's the one that will reassure you of it. Man, I'm so thankful for the time that we've had. Me too. Man. This has been great. Listen, if you're watching or listening, well, I'd be listening. I am going to cut a watermelon on this man's stomach. You're going to hear me shriek. Yeah, but you can only <laughs> see it on YouTube or our social media channels, okay? Go viral. Okay, so, uh, and this is my promise. If I do this for him, he's going to have to cut one on my stomach. You got to get training. I just got him a sword. Wouldn't uh, that would that would be great? People will watch that yeah, more will. than mine. Yeah, uh, so, <laughs> so listen, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, okay. hey, hey, and if you're being edified by this ministry and you haven't given yet, why not? Just give. Hey, and look, God's providing. God's providing for our ministry in ways that blow us away. We're we're stewarding what He gives us. Listen. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, do it for the glory of God. Full throttle. God bless you. We love you. Now go get it done. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.